Did you miss your deadline to renew your Medicaid coverage? You can still send your completed annual review form to Healthy Connections Medicaid. You may be assigned to another health plan, but you can ask to come back to First Choice within 60 days of renewed Medicaid eligibility. It's your family. It's your choice. First Choice is the right choice. Renew and choose us. Visit selecthealthofsc.com renew to learn more. Seeing is believing, and you're not going to believe how bright and vivid the colors are on the Samsung Neo QLED and OLED TVs powered by the Neural Quantum Processor. Because this is an audio ad. Unless you can see it, which means you already have one. Nice. Samsung, more wow than ever. Good afternoon or good evening, whenever and wherever you're watching or listening. This is the Osmo NHL DFS Strategy Show, and I'm your host, Michael Clifford, a.k.a. Slim Cliffy, and joining me for the next hour to talk about trade deadline day and also maybe some DFS, our single-entry assassin, Mr. Joshua Harris. Josh, how you doing today, buddy? Pretty Doing pretty well. The uh, deadline's heating up here. I got to do what you do, though. Saturday night. After Saturday night, I don't hear from you until like right now. You like disappear from all social media on Sunday. I think it's a good disconnect. I have a hard time doing it. I tone it down on Sunday, but I, I think I just need to disconnect from everything on Sundays like you do. Yeah, um, it's it's something I picked up this year, like especially given the last two years, um, lots of time spent at home and cooped up or whatever. I found just getting away, like I'll still play DFS on Sunday. Um, I'll check our projections and maybe load in a, a single entry into the $10, something like that. But generally speaking, computers off, I'll watch TV, I'll watch, you know, I'll watch some hockey, I'll watch some golf, uh, maybe some movies I've missed. I found just giving yourself that one day break uh, really helps for the next six days uh, when you're playing DFS every single day. Like we're into month seven of the NHL season now, right? Yeah. So like, if uh, I understand, I fully understand people wanting to take a break or maybe taking a Sunday off or, or what have you. I, I, I find it really does help, but uh, it also gets me away from, from tilting late Saturday night, <laughs> which is, which is something that, that happens uh, a fair bit, but uh, let's talk about yesterday's slate a little bit before we jump to the trade deadline day, because um, kind of a couple interesting games. Uh, one was, uh, Buffalo going into Vancouver and winning 3-2. Um, I don't know what's going on with Vancouver, but they seem to have like a really good three months or whatever once Bruce Boudreaux got there. Um, not that they're, you know, performing terribly of late, but, you know, three losses in a row, they've lost five of six. Uh, trade deadline day, we got about, oh, an hour left in the trade deadline, I think. Does it, is it, is it, should Vancouver start shipping players out? I guess is my big question here. Like, is it time for them to really give up on the season, you know, and start getting, you know, maybe trade Brock Besser, maybe trade JT Miller. What do you think? Yeah. I mean, they, they traded the the one deal that they made that was nice. They traded Travis Hamannick to the Sens for a third rounder, which is ridiculous because Hamannick was on waivers like a <laughs> month before no one claimed him. And then they got a third rounder for him, but like, yeah, they should probably trade Garland. They should probably trade Besser. They should, at least entertain training Miller. I mean, we're obviously not the GM of the, the Canucks, but they went for it with the Alvin Ekman. Like, 
is he going to admit that he had a bad offseason and try to correct it? That's the big thing. These 200 hockey men ego boys, you know what I mean? Like, who knows? Yeah, I mean, who knows what happens? The Canucks do have, you know, some new management, some new uh, coaches, players, and everything. So, you know, it was kind of a mid-season reset for them. Um, we'll see if they do decide to start shipping some players out. Um, also want to talk about Dallas real quick. Um, it seems like they haven't done a whole lot um, at the deadline just yet, but they got a couple goals out of Rope Hints uh, yesterday. Um, that Dallas top line, we talked about it on the show lots of times, really up and down this season, hadn't really been performing that well over the last month. You know, Jason Robertson had those back-to-back -back hat tricks or whatever, um, but that was about it. But they went into Washington. Um, they didn't particularly look great, but Jake Ottinger played well and that top line played well. And I think it might be a good sign for them, you know, coming down here in the final five weeks of the season. Yeah. I mean, even if this team makes the playoffs, they're probably not going to make too much noise anyway, but it's nice to see that Dallas top line getting back into it. That was the first time they scored in three games. Um, at least that they'll have a building block for next season. I don't know. They have a lot of needs they need to address on that team. A lot of injuries, a lot of old guys. So I don't know. They're kind of in transition, kind of like Winnipeg. Like if I was Winnipeg, I would just blow it up either now or in the off season. I think the stars might be doing, would be wise to do that as well. Yeah. Let's talk about blowing it up and trade deadline uh, in a second here. Before we do that, just want to give a special shout out uh, to Yahoo Fantasy. Yahoo has been our sponsor this entire season. They've been very good to us. If you haven't checked out Yahoo yet, we very much recommend doing so. We have uh, some giveaways for first time uh, DFS players over on Yahoo. So we'll talk about that a little bit later in the show. Uh, if we could, if the chat could, please throw us a thumbs up, click that like button. Those likes really help us out. Click the subscribe button if you haven't yet already. Those subscriptions uh, help uh, juice these, uh, this show's numbers, uh, this channel's numbers, uh, keeps these shows coming on a regular basis. And make sure you click that notification button to get alerts whenever we do go live. Uh, free premium tools and data up on the site today. We have them almost every day. Today is no exception. We have NBA ownership rankings and our NHL player uh, rankings, both up on the site for anybody to peruse. So if, whether you're playing NBA or NHL tonight, just head on over to Osmo.com and see what we have going on. The Osmo podcast channel is giving away a free month of Osmo Plus Platinum. So head on over to the Osmo podcast channel in the link below and give us a five-star review with your Twitter handle or your Osmo username attached, and you will be entered to win a free month of Osmo Plus Platinum. All right, Josh, we do have only four games to talk about here, so let's talk about this trade deadline a little bit. Uh, we uh, we got some big trades over the weekend. We haven't seen uh, some big trades happen yet today. I guess Marc-Andre Fleury uh, might count as one. Uh, two guys that were rumored to be traded and we just talked about Dallas uh, briefly. Nashville is on the slate today as well. Uh, so we'll talk about Nashville and Dallas here. Philip Forsberg and John Klingberg, um, neither have been extended by their teams just yet. Both, I believe Nashville is in a playoff spot. Dallas is uh, just out or just in, like right on the fringe uh, with um, Vegas and you know Edmonton. Like there's three or four teams all in that grouping right there. So they're all kind of fighting each other for a playoff spot. And like you said, if Dallas gets in, it's probably like as the first or second wild card, and that means they're getting Calgary or Colorado in the first round. And John Klingberg, like there's been a lot of talk this year, both from him and from the team, that it doesn't seem like there's a lot of good blood right there, and it like doesn't seem like they can extend him. Like, 
is it a mistake here for Nashville and Dallas not to be shipping out Forsberg and Klingberg? What do you think? Well, they are. I they almost confirmed that Forsberg's staying put. They're just like, yeah, we're listening, but I don't think we're gonna. And then they go out and make a couple of trades for some blue liners, which is just, I don't know. I feel like someone in that front office needs to be like, dude, come on, man. Like, we should sell here. Uh, there's no point in getting into the playoffs here and just get rolled in the first round. Like, it's, it's going to end up where, like, they're going to trade Forsberg's, you know, right to talk to contracts for, like, a fifth rounder in the offseason. That doesn't make sense. They can get a massive haul right now. We'll see if Klingberg gets moved. I haven't heard much chatter about it, but obviously we're not plugged into the NHL GM circle. We could just conjecture. I'm sure he would, you know, get a nice haul too. Like, there's plenty of teams – who can ven- benefit from having Klingberg. So. Yeah. I like Klingberg. I've been rumored to Toronto uh, a little bit this year. I, I mean, it didn't really make sense with their cap situation, but I was surprised that Klingberg especially uh, hasn't been moved, but I guess like with Miro Haskinen being out of the lineup with mono now, like with Haskinen out, uh, if you trade Klingberg, like, you know, that's definitely just shipping it in for the season. Right. Might so, as well wave the white flag though. I mean, they're a point out of the playoffs, but like, they're a point out of getting like nuked by the flames or the abs. So like, yeah, yeah I know. But you know, when you're a GM and, and you're trying to look after the team, I guess it is uh, a little bit different. Um, yeah. It is weird that they uh, haven't shipped him out. Um, one trade that just came across, uh, like you mentioned, Nick Letty going to St. Louis and it's, uh, I'm laughing. Mm-hmm. Be- I'm laughing because. I'm laughing because of the return, because we were talking in Discord earlier today. Um, Matt Niehaus, he's one of the subscribers. You see him in YouTube chat here uh, sometimes during the show. He asked um, how they could improve the blue line. And uh, basically all I said was stop playing Marco Scandella, start playing Jake Wallman instead. Um, (laughs) The Blues trade Jake Wallman, Oscar Sunkvist, and a second round pick. Uh, for Nick Letty, um, Nick Letty had been showcased by the Red Wings <laughs> over the last few weeks, playing like 23 minutes a night. Like, I'm laughing. I think Letty can be a useful guy, but I'm laughing because we brought we brought this up not even two hours ago about how Jake Wallman might be able to help out uh, the St. Louis Blue Line if they would just give him a chance, and he's gone. Now he's gone to the Red Wings. What do you think about this one? Yeah. Nehouse is uh, losing his mind in the Discord right now. But, yeah, that seems a pretty egregious trade. Um, I mean, it's one of those where, like, oh, I get it. Like, you want to go for it. But, like, I still wouldn't have made that trade. I just would have uh, put Jake Wallman on the top pair instead of Marco Scandella. Do these teams have analytical, like, analytics departments? Like, what is Doug Armstrong doing? I don't know, because it it has been a few years uh, since Marco Scandella has looked anything – and certainly not on the top pair. Like, you know, if Scandella was on the third pair, I think we could have a discussion here. But maybe that's why they decided to go get Nick Letty. Um, he's going to slide probably right into the top four, I imagine. Maybe that moves Marco Scandella down to the third pair. But again, it seems like a pretty big haul to give up for Nick Letty, who has looked made, like mostly cooked over the last three years. Yeah. Like, uh, like this, you know, this isn't going to get a, a top pair defenseman. So, I mean, we'll see how that goes, but I, I just, I, I think that's a loss for the Blues. Again, um, you know, as if they win a Stanley Cup, nobody really cares. So uh, we'll definitely see how that goes. They ain't winning nothing with that goaltending. Yeah. Um, 
the last trade I want to talk about because it, it, it relates. Did you miss your deadline to renew your Medicaid coverage? You can still send your completed annual review form to Healthy Connections Medicaid. You may be assigned to another health plan, but you can ask to come back to First Choice within 60 days of renewed Medicaid eligibility. It's your family. It's your choice. First Choice is the right choice. Renew and choose us. Visit selecthealthofsc.com slash renew to learn more. For the best TV viewing experience, witness the coziest maroons, the most vibrant and brightest moons, the eeriest and darkest tombs, and radiant and vivid hues in any type of room with the Neo QLED and OLED TVs by Samsung. We're supposed to say Samsung, but that didn't rhyme, so <laughs> you're welcome. Samsung, more wow than ever. Uh, directly to the game that we have uh, coming up first on the slate here tonight. Um, Montreal traded Arturi Lekanen to Colorado for Justin Barron and a second-round pick. Now, I've been on the Arturi Lekanen train for many, many years now and think he, at the least, is a very good defensive forward. I think he's added a nice offensive dimension to his game over the last couple of years. Um, I think he's like a, he'll end up on the third line. I imagine in Colorado, I think he could probably get up to the second line, even um, if there's injuries. And then Justin Barron is a pretty good prospect coming back the other way uh, on the blue line for Montreal. I don't know, like considering where both teams are, that seems like a fairly even trade to me, but uh, maybe I just have my uh, rose colored Habs glasses on. What do you think here? You know what it is? Like, the Habs are shipping out all their de- defensemen. They like <laughs> they fleeced Edmonton in the Kulak trade, which was hilarious. But they obviously have issues on their penalty kill. They need some penalty killing defensemen. They need to rebuild their blue line. So, like, I guess you know, Colorado's smart, saying I want Lekkinen. You know, I'm sure the Habs are like, can, can you please take Johnson Druan? They're like, nah. So, like, yeah, it's fine. Like, as long as. You know, I would imagine they're going to use that second rounder on some blue line prospects. But like, if that if Justin Barron hits his ceiling here, I think it's going to end up being a pretty good trade. Yeah, I I think it's one of those, especially where Lekkinen could be signed for fairly reasonably cheap next year. He's an RFA, he's not UFA, so he'll be around for at least another year. Yeah, I think it it, it could be a good uh, trade. Uh, for both teams here. So let's talk about uh, this game, actually, this very first game of the slate, Boston with a three and a half implied goal total. Going into Montreal, uh, Montreal Canadiens have a two and a half implied goal total. Um, On the Montreal side, they've made some, uh, you know, they've made some trades. Brett Kulak, you mentioned, got traded earlier. Arturi Lekkanen has just been traded as well. Uh, Brendan Gallagher is going to be out tonight with an illness. So, you know, those are two pretty good forwards and a reliable defenseman out of the lineup here for Montreal. And their defensive numbers had started to improve over the last two or three weeks. But like, like they just lost three, you know, three players out of the lineup. I think that's significant against this Boston lineup. Um, we, you know, with Leckett and gone, we don't know exactly how they're going to line up. He was on the third line. Um, you know, maybe they just move like Michael Pizzetta or Paul Byron up to take a spot. And then, you know, the top six stays the same. That seems fairly reasonable. Um, probably stuff to play on both sides here, despite it being a tough matchup for the Habs. What do you think, Josh? 
Yeah, I was actually interested in that Lekkonen line. It's a very small sample, but that line in 27 minutes was creating over four expected goals per 60. They were going to get the third line of the second or third line matchups with the Bruins, which aren't great. Like that third line for Boston is just all smoke and mirrors right now. Um, so I, I'm with you. I think Byron moves up here, but I don't know. Um, I still think there's stuff. You can go to the, the Montreal top line here, assuming it's Caulfield, Suzuki, Anderson. I, I prefer that to the second line of Pitlick, Hoffman, and Drew N. Even if, like, Suzuki gets the top line here, like, it's Jared Stadnicka and Jake DeBrusque, who just got an extension, assuming he doesn't get traded in the next 45 minutes. And of course, we talked about how, like, Marshan's numbers are really bad without Bergeron, and then he goes and scores, but, like, whatever. <laughs> that's like, yeah, that's hockey. It's just, it's variance. I have a, I have a count. It's all variance. But, like, <laughs> The, def- the defensive numbers on that line aren't great, so I think there's some merits going back to Montreal 1 here. I think I'd rather play Montreal 1 than Montreal 2. We'll, we'll wait and see who moves up onto that third line, or they just, you know, they move Duran down or Pitlick. Down. Like, we'll have to wait and see, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to assume that top line stays together, and that is the line I'm interested. On the Boston side, I don't know, like, Montreal's blue line or defensive numbers have gotten a bit better. They still have issues on the penalty kill. We'll have to see, like, Kulak was playing some pretty big minutes, so I would imagine that means more minutes for someone like, you know, Corey Schnoonerman or (laughs) – I don't even know how to pronounce his last name, but, like, Romanoff, Petrie, Joel Munson are going to get in the 20s easily tonight. So, I don't know. I see the ownership on Boston 1 here. It's pretty high, like Marshan coming in over 22%. You look down the second line, they're coming in over 20%. Like, I get it. Like, if you want to play Boston, I think that's fine. Like, especially in cash, like David Pasternak is 7,300. You know, I think he's a fine play. Um, But I I just – I don't feel great about loading in chalk Bruins on a four-game slate. It's just, like, without Bergeron, with David Pasternak on a line with Eric Halla, like, it just doesn't feel great. So I think, if anything, I'd do some sort of power play stack for the Bruins. But, you know, if you need cheap fillers, I guess, like, Studnick and DeBrusque is fine because they get top-line minutes. But for me, Bruins power play, Montreal won. Yeah, uh, I think Bruins power play is a, a pretty good call here. Um, the Montreal penalty kill, like, I don't think we really have to sugar- sugarcoat it. Like, it's awful. Um, <laughs> you know, over the last six weeks, Second worst expected goals against uh, in the league. Uh, sixth most goals against per 60 minutes in the league. And they're also taking a fair share of penalties. Sixth most time shorthanded uh, in the league in that span as well. So, um, you know, they do have their top power play unit broken up across three different lines, which is, you know, pretty frustrating. But I think on a four-game slate, that can also work to your advantage as well because um, it gets – um, it, it, it can get a unique uh, combination in there um, and you don't have to worry about, you know, 22% uh, owned uh, Eric Hall, T- Taylor Hall, David Pasternak. So I agree with you on power play stacking the Bruins. Um, you know, it, it's just, you, you also worry just about ice time. Like, you know, Jack Studnicka technically uh, on the top line, uh, he played 13 minutes last game. Right. Like he's not going to play 19 minutes like Patrice Bergeron would like we, we have to factor that in. So um, I, I think a power play stack is probably where I would go. Like, I think you can even just 
at like at entirely coil. Like he's been playing a lot of minutes of late. I think he's been over 20 minutes uh, in the games that Bergeron has missed. So um, like throw in Charlie Coyle uh, with Brad Marchand and, and Pasternak and, or something like that. I know it's, it's brutal to stack across three, uh, three separate lines. I get that. Um, but with such high ownership, I think it makes a lot of sense on the Bruins side, especially with Montreal taking so many penalties and having such bad penalty kill. And not only that, uh, we did mention like Marchand doesn't have good numbers without Patrice Bergeron. Like, yeah, he scored, but I, he's not going to score every game with Bergeron out of the lineup. So I think, um, you know, 40% of the scoring chances without Bergeron as his center. So I think, you know, one-offing Marchand, not really the way I would go. It would probably be in a power play stack or nothing. There's some talk uh, in our discord about playing some Boston three here tonight. Two hours ago, I would have said no, because I would have thought they probably get that Lekin and Armia matchup, and that's not a very good matchup. And it's not as if Boston 3 has been very good either. Uh, 42% of the scoring chances in their minutes together, it's that they're shooting 21% at five on five in the month of March. Like that's why they're looking so good. So I think it would be on the Montreal side, you know, two man uh, Dvorak and Armia or something like that. I think that's probably the, I wouldn't play the second line for the Habs, like Joanne Pitlick and Hoffman. That just looks like an abysmal defensive line for me. Um, you know, Hoffman and Pitlick have only played about 50 minutes together, but in their 50 minutes, they're getting out scoring chance to basically two to one. So I imagine that Montreal second line, Joanne Pitlick, Hoffman gets depth matchups. So maybe that's where you can bring in some Boston three. Uh, but it's Montreal one, maybe uh, a two man from Montreal three Boston power play for me out of this game um, on the blue line. As you mentioned, uh, with Brett Kulak gone fair, uh, it's a fair bet that Corey shoot him and see some more ice time. I believe he jumped all the way up to like 20 minutes in their last game and he's getting some secondary power play minutes as well. So. Yeah, I think you can see like their top four Edmondson, Petrie, Romanoff, Schooneman all around, you know, 20 to 23 minutes or something like that with, you know, the third pair down around 16 minutes. But, you know, Chris Weidman still runs the top power play unit. So uh, that kind of throws a wrench in things. I think on the Montreal side, uh, I would go back to Alex Romanoff. Uh, he's been blocking a lot of shots since he's been getting more minutes. Um, this is a good shot blocking opportunity for him here tonight on the Boston side. I see some cheap, really cheap defensemen here uh, that, you know, uh, Charlie McAvoy is down under 5K. Uh, Brandon Carlos, a near punt price. Mike Riley's a near punt price. I think this is a really good spot to go for your cheap defensemen if you like them. What do you think? Yeah, I don't think Campus is going to be in the lineup tonight. I no, he wasn't. At, he, yeah, he wasn't at practice this morning, so I wouldn't yeah. expect him. Yeah, Carlo at 2600 is fine. I think, you know, if you're doing power play, McAvoy at 4700 is a, a really good price. Mike Riley, 2700 Grizzlick, 3200 Um, And I will say, Jake Allen on FanDuel is pretty much min price. So I think you got to consider him on FanDuel for 6600 I think on DraftKings, too, at 7200 you got to consider him. But especially on FanDuel, where 6600 salary for really frees up a bunch, especially considering how tight FanDuel pricing has been. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, don't mind Allen, like like you said on DraftKings. I had him, yeah. I have him circled down as as one of my potential goalies here tonight. So, yeah, definitely don't mind that. Um, a couple trades while we were breaking that down. A couple playoff teams bolstering their bottom six: Johan Larson to the Caps for a third rounder, Andrew Cogliano to the Avs for a fifth rounder. 
I don't mind Cogliano. I mean, he yeah. can play on the fourth line, kill penalties, that kind of stuff. Um, they definitely need help in their bottom six. Colorado does. So I like yeah. Johan Larson, I think is a really underrated player. Um, I wonder if that's related to like any injuries or lingering effects from Lars Eller. Like he's been missing some time of late. Um, definitely gives him some insurance down there on that third line. I kind of like Larson. You know, I don't think he will do a lot for fantasy playing third and fourth line minutes, but I think it's a good real world pickup. What do you think? Yeah. I mean, bunch of, you know, these, these are expecting, let's collect my thoughts here. A couple <laughs> of playoff teams looking to make some deep runs, getting some reliable bottom six players is always a good thing for playoff teams. So, yeah, I agree with that. Um, depth in the playoffs is very, very important. Uh, get access to all the great Osmo Plus tools and content for nearly every DFS sport out there with an Osmo Plus weekly pass for $29.95. This includes full access to all the premium content and tools on Osmo.com, including player projections, ownership projections, our top stacks, our lineup builder, and a whole lot more. Of course, if you're only looking to play NHL DFS, then you can sign up for one of our Osmo Plus NHL packages for as low as $3.95 a week. Seeing is believing, and you're not going to believe how bright and vivid the colors are on the Samsung Neo QLED and OLED TVs powered by the neural quantum processor. Because this is an audio ad. Unless you can see it, which means you already have one. Nice. Samsung, more wow than ever. Looking for a fun way to win up to 25 times your money this football season? Test your skills on prize picks the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Just select two or more players, pick more or less on their projection for a wide variety of statistics, and place your entry. It's as easy as that. If you have the skills, you can turn $10 into $250 with just a few taps. Easy gameplay, quick withdrawals, and an enormous selection of players and stat options are what make Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Ready to test your skills? Join the Prize Picks community of more than 7 million football fans who have already signed up. Right now, Prize Picks will match your first deposit up to $100. Just visit prizepicks.com/get100 and use code get100. That's code get100 at prizepicks.com/get100 for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize Picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. Please note that Fantasy Cruncher is an add-on and can be easily added onto these packages at checkout, but it is not included in our base package. However, it is a very valuable addition to the DFS arsenal of those looking to multi-enter contests. So stop guessing, start winning, and join Osmo Plus today. All right. Um, this next game is an absolute doozy. We got Vegas going into Minnesota. Vegas has a 3.0 implied goal total. Minnesota has a 3.5 implied goal total. Minnesota has been making some trades, wheeling and dealing here today. They went and picked up Marc-Andre Fleury. He's not expected to start tonight. Cam Talbot will be starting for Minnesota, but Fleury will be backing up. Um, Cam Talbot here tonight. Uh, they traded Kapokakinen, their other goalie, to San Jose. Uh, Vegas, however, they were missing both uh, Jack Eichel and Alex Petrangelo at morning skate here today. Uh, Petro, like we've seen him take some maintenance before. I, I'm not super concerned about that. Um, I'll go look up to see if anything has changed in, in his status. Jack Eichel is probably the one to worry about. I think in their last game, he had to stop taking face-offs because his wrist uh, is in so much pain. So 
that worries me when, you know, a guy that we could rely on for, uh, you know, three to four shots a game, maybe 30, 35 goals or whatever, um, has risk injury problems. So while you're breaking this down, I'm going to go look uh, to see if there's been any updates since we've hit the air on Eichel or Petrangelo. But um, at the very least, it looks like Nick Haig is going to miss tonight's game as well. So could be some big injuries here for Vegas. What do you think, Josh? Yeah, and there's some heavy rumors that, the Vegas, Vegas is going to ship out Evgeny Dadunov today, so he might not be in the lineup either. So, like, Wilder at home, that checking line has been awesome, both defensively and offensively recently. They're going to shut down whoever the top line is going to be. So that's going to free up, you know, Hartman, Zuccarello, Kaprizov to get second, third line matchups. And if these guys are out, like, the depth of Vegas is going to be pretty, pretty bad here. So... I mean, I'm in on Minnesota one here. They're coming in at 10, 11%. And again, like the last short slate, they're on. They were under-owned. They were under 10%. So, like, if I can get the Minnesota one against, you know, Vegas depth matchups right now, 10%, I'm in on them. If you want to go to Vegas, or, uh, Minnesota two, I guess that's fine. They're going to be a pretty popular filler, I think, with Colorado one or Edmonton power play. So I'd much rather just go to Minnesota one here for some, you know, lower ownership and a better line. So, and I wish Jarek Snack was on the power play because this was a this is a really good spot for them. The problem is Minnesota is going to double defensemen on both power play units, and I hate that. I Especially Golagoski being up there. I think Spurgeon's fine. I don't know why Golagoski's on the top power play unit and then, you know, Brodine and Dumba on the second unit. You would think they would find some power play time for Jarek Snack, but no. Um, so, yeah, I'm in on Minnesota 1. It's my favorite line on the wild. If you want to go to Minnesota 2, that's fine. Just be aware, like, it's going to be a popular filler with Colorado or, you know, like, Edmonton Power Play or Boston. Just, you know, I don't think you need a full stack, but I, I'm going to be in on Minnesota 1 if this ownership stays the same because 10% on a four-game slate against depth of Vegas, I'm in. On the Vegas side, even if Eichel's in, I'm out on that top line. Coming in at double digits against Joe Erickson Eck, that's going to be a no thank you. If Eichel's out, I would assume Carlson slots into center and they move up someone like Nick Roy or Matthias Janmark, and I'm still out on them. And there just isn't much depth that I like anyway. Um, if anything, you throw in a little bit of a power play stack because Minnesota's penalty kill is not great, but like with all these injuries and players could be on the move we just don't know who's going to be on power play one right now anyway so i might just be completely out on vegas at least from the the winger standpoint yeah um just i'm looking at uh ben gotts he's a uh, beat writer for um vegas covering the golden knights he thinks that eichel and, and petrangelo are going to play tonight so it's basically just kind of like maintenance for them but Haig, yeah he's going to be out so yeah, I expect Eichel to play tonight, not confirmed or anything like that, but it certainly does look good for him. But like you said, they're going to go into Minnesota and get that Minnesota third line. And we were talking about them in the Discord earlier. In the month of March, they've played about 65 minutes together. They're allowing eight scoring chances against per 60 minutes. Like, I think the league average is somewhere around 24, 23 or something like that. Like, they're allowing eight per 60 minutes like no that's not going to persist but it, it it speaks to just how good this line is defensively 
um, and has been for a few years now. And that's the that's the matchup Vegas uh, is going to be going into here tonight. It's going to be going right into the teeth of that lineup. So, like, you have an over-leveraged, or not, sorry, an under-leveraged uh, Vegas one line coming in at reasonable pricing. It's a terrible matchup, and Eichel might be injured. I understand the ownership play uh, on playing Vegas one here tonight. Like they're probably going to come in much lower owned than their top two percentage. But I also wonder like if Eichel is really hurt, um, you know, this team really hasn't looked good. They've been fighting for their playoff lives for like a month now, like going into that Minnesota third uh, Minnesota three matchup, just one of the worst matchups in hockey. Like there's more than enough reason not to play Vegas one here tonight. So I am out on them down to Vegas two is where things get interesting here because the Minnesota top line has started playing better of late, but you know, they do. It's, it's not a perfect match. Like you won't see Minnesota one versus Vegas two every single matchup. So uh, you know, that Vegas second line, we'll see some of the Minnesota second line, the Minnesota second line hasn't been as good uh, defensively. They have been pretty good, just not as good as Minnesota one of late anyway. So I think if you want to play like Roy Stevenson, Roy Carrier uh, as a cheap, you know, filler to go with a super expensive Colorado or super expensive Edmonton or something like that, I think that's perfectly fine. Um, I would honestly probably just stick. Uh, I would that that's probably the only line that I would honestly really target from the Vegas side because, like you said, I think I'm getting the Don off is about to get traded. Uh, so that third line is going to get mixed up. The first line gets a terrible matchup. So it'll be only Vegas two for me on that side. On the Minnesota side, like all three lines, I think, are realistically in play here. Um, I think the top line makes an interesting stack uh, because they have, like we have talked about how they've been up and down basically for the last few months. They've been a lot more up of late, uh, controlling 64% of the expected goals in their last 100 minutes going into that Vegas second and third lines, you know, that have been depleted uh, of late, I think makes a very good matchup for Minnesota one. So I agree with you, Minnesota two, also just fine. Um, the problem with both these lines here is Vegas, like the Vegas penalty kill is typically very, very good. Um, you know, they've still been pretty good at five on five. Like, the Vegas penalty kill has fallen off a bit of late, but they don't take many penalties. And Minnesota has changed up their power plays, right? They have two defensemen on both power plays. And not all the time, but generally speaking, a two defenseman power play will produce fewer goals than a one defenseman power play. Um, that's just, it's just the nature, it's just the nature of, of needing skilled players to generate goals uh, in a situation like that. And, you know, Alex Goligoski is not more offensively gifted than Kevin Fiala or Matthew Boldy or any of those guys, right? Like it is a step down uh, on that top power play unit. So that's kind of what's giving me pause with Minnesota here. I hate that they're running two defensemen on both units. Um, with that said, Minnesota one coming in with fantastic leverage here tonight. So I do like them. If you want to dip down to Minnesota two, that's fine. But I think this is a Minnesota one game for me. So Minnesota one, uh, maybe some Minnesota three. Uh, if you want a cheap filler, like a two man of Erickson Eccolino or something like that, I think is fine. But Minnesota one and maybe some Vegas two as a filler for me out of this game. Uh, on the blue line with Nick Haig out, uh, 
it would generally speak to uh, Zach Whitecloud getting more minutes, but I saw Ben Hutton played 22 minutes in the last game that Nick Hague missed. So, you know, Nick, uh, Ben Hutton, Min Price over on DraftKings, if he's going to play 22 minutes, I think that's just fine. Um, I know I was just bad-mouthing Alex Goligosi, but he, if he's 3,500 on power play one for Minnesota, he's got to be heavily considered as well. What do you like for defensemen here? Yeah, I agree on Ben Hutton, Min Price. I see Derek Pouliot in our lineup builder. He got claimed by Seattle, so don't play Derek Pouliot tonight. Um, well, uh, they called up Jake Lauswell. So he'll be in for Derek Pouliot. And then um, I'm also fine with Shade Theodore at 4,800. I know he's been bad, but 4,800 is playable. On the wild side, pick, pick your guy. You want Brodine, play Brodine. You want Dumba, play Dumba. You want Golgoski, play Golgoski. You want Spurgeon, play Spurgeon. I think, you know, I would lean towards Golgoski and Spurgeon for power play one, Brodine, power play two, but he, you know, he has decent peripherals. So I go uh, Spurgeon, Golgoski, Brodine, Dumba. Yeah, I don't disagree with that. What I disagree with is what the Winnipeg Jets just did. No, I'll tell you why. Okay. I went to Cap Friendly while I saw that Sanford to Winnipeg for fifth rounder. They're over the cap by pretty much Andrew Kopp's salary. So I think he's on the move. Okay. I mean, yeah, okay. That does make sense. Like, I I get that you need some sort of replacement, but um, Zach Sanford's a UFA. I don't think Winnipeg's making the playoffs. Like, I think they're just bringing in a body. Just call up somebody from the AHL. Why are you spending draft picks? I will never understand NHL general managers. Devil David. For the um, we do have to move on, though. Uh, we can't uh, just spend all our time talking about the Winnipeg bottom six. And we have to talk about Yahoo. Uh, we have partnered with Yahoo Fantasy this NHL season to bring you some great offers. Check out our exclusive limited time offer, which gets you one free month of Osmo Plus Platinum. To qualify, you need to be new to Yahoo. Sign up for an account via the link below. Deposit and play. That's it. Yahoo will send us your name after you played in your first paid contest, and we will reach out via email with your coupon. If you'd like to speed up the process of getting access, email, just email support at osmo.com, and we'll get you set up. You can also claim a free $10 of site credit by clicking the link in the video description below, and that can be used to enter any Yahoo contest, including tonight's $2,000 NHL baller. Make sure to use our DFS tools and projections designed specifically for Yahoo to give yourself the best shot at winning big. All right, Josh. Um, I see the Red Wings are retaining some some of Nick Letty's $5.5 <laughs> million dollar cap hit, which kind of makes the return make a little bit more sense. But oh my God, that's going to be my favorite trade of the day. Uh, let's get to this next game. Edmonton, 2.8 implied gold total. They're going into Colorado. The Avs have a 3.8. Looking for a fun way to win up to 25 times your money this basketball season? Test your skills on prize picks, the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Just select two or more players, pick more or less on their projection for a wide variety of stats, and place your entry. It's as easy as that. If you have the skills, you can turn $10 into $250 with just a few taps. Easy gameplay, quick withdrawals, and injury insurance on your picks are what make Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Ready to test your skills? Join the Prize Picks community of more than 7 million players who have already signed up. Right now, 
Prize Picks will match your first deposit up to $100. Just visit prizepicks.com/get100 and use code get100. That's code get100 at prizepicks.com/get100 for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize Picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. Okay, round 2. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, prohibited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Imply goal total. Um, Edmonton and Colorado look like they're basically going to the same top sixes that they have been running of late. Um, on the Edmonton side, that means like Zach Hyman and Jesse Pugliarvi, who are both Leon Dreisaitl's wingers, are not going to be on the top power play unit uh, for Edmonton. That certainly makes uh, stacking here very, very interesting, really on both sides, I think, because. Um, You've had, you have, you know, Nazem Kadri down on the second line for Colorado. He's part of a very good uh, top power play for the abs. So I think there are, you know, some interesting stacks that you can do here with the top six on each side. What do you think about this game, Josh? Yeah. And I loaded in the abs power play, full power play into the lineup builder. And with the cheapest goalie on DraftKings, you are $50 per player short of making it. So you cannot full stack. The Avs power play, unless there is a cheaper goalie than Jake Allen going tonight, which I don't think there is. Well, not unless we get, you know, some AHL call. Yeah. So um, I'm in on Colorado one here. They have massive, massive ownership. But, like, I know I got I got bombarded last time. I said, it's Mike Smith, and he had a really good game. But, like, we're getting our redemption today. <laughs> we're going to get our redemption with as power play here. Um, I don't know. Like, Nishushkin moving up, they started out pretty slow, but the past few games, they've really picked it up in terms of, you know, offensive and defensive numbers. So I'm in on Avs one. You want to, you know, slot in Kadri to save some money over McKinnon. That's a scary proposition, but doable. Um, I think you can get them in fairly comfortable with Cal McCarr. That might be an interesting way to get a little bit different is just to you know play them with McCarr because I think people are going to want to try to get in like a Fiala or you know, bits of Minnesota too here when you can just play McCarr and there's some other really cheap lines that you like. So I'm in on Colorado one. I like Colorado two. I would prefer, you know, you want to go to Kadri Burkowski two man? I think that's fine, but like I, I really just want to focus on the power play here. With Colorado one. I think you know while Landis Gog is hurt, I this isn't for this late, obviously, but I think Lekkinen is going to move into the top six until Landis Gog's ready, which is going to be a nice second line. But that's neither here nor there tonight. I'm in on Colorado one. Then you look to the other side, and it always makes me nervous when Connor McDavid gets low ownership here, <laughs> like. Six percent. His line mates are coming in at three, four percent. I think in GPPs, this Edmonton one here makes her a very good GPP play here. 
the top line for Colorado is very good, but they're not as defensively sound as they would be with Gabriel Aniscog there. So I think you can go to Edmonton one here. Colorado PK is okay. It's nothing special. You know, they, they have goalie question concerns. Like Darcy Kemper has been playing better recently, but you know, 6% Connor McDavid just screams play me. Like you, this is a situation where you can one off them. Like you don't want to one off these guys like Matthews, who we always talk about is like 30, 35, 40%, McKinnon, 40%. It just doesn't make sense. But Connor McDavid is six and a half percent. Leon Dreisaitl at 4%. You know, these are guys you can one off tonight. You can put them together. You can power play stack here. It is a 2.8 total. They're not, a, you know, they're expecting the Oilers to score here. So I'm in on Edmonton one Edmonton power play tonight. I think it's, it's going to be a nice option in GPPs. So yeah, Colorado one Colorado power play Edmonton one Edmonton power play. Very important game from both sides here. Yeah. Um, the one thing that I want to bring up about Connor McDavid is like, remember earlier in the season, he was shooting a lot. Um, in fact, I was just looking uh, through some of his stats, like through the first uh, 20 games of the season, he was averaging pretty much four shots per game. That fell off um, as the season wore on a little bit later. Um, if you look at his numbers, uh, you know, just after January, going into February, he had a stretch where he's, you know, sitting around three shots per game, you know, three to three and a half. He's over four shots per game over his last, uh, last little stretch here. I would, you know, going back a month, uh, back to February, he's, uh, he's at about 4.3 shots per game. And that's just an absurdly high floor. Um, it is nice to see him back shooting again. And he's producing. Like, this guy has 11 points in his last five games. Um, I agree with you with that one-off status. I I even think, you, like, just full stacking the top line for Edmonton is, here, is fine here tonight. And I say that for this reason. Colorado's top line is good, but it is high-paced right? Like 39 scoring chances for 20, about 29 against per 60 minutes, like 29 against, is it like awful, but it is fairly high paced. Um, you know, Edmonton's generating Edmonton's top line is generating 34. But the thing that I want to point out here is what you mentioned on the penalty kills. Neither of them are really that good. Um, Edmonton certainly takes a lot more penalties. So the Colorado power plays technically in a better spot here, but I was looking at, Believe it or not, the Edmonton power play numbers since they put Evander Kane and Kyler Yamamoto there are just like off the charts great. Nearly 150 shot attempts per 60 minutes, over 15 expected goals per 60 minutes. Like that, that top power play unit has been very, very good since Kane and Yamamoto got put up there, which was surprising to me because Yamamoto has struggled a lot here over the last few years in some pretty good spots. Um, and Vander Kane, typically not somebody you think of as a great power play producer, but the power play has been very good. All three guys on the top line for Edmonton are on the top power play. As you mentioned, they're coming in with very little ownership. Um, our top stacks tool has them at 5%. Like Evan, like Connor McDavid's line is coming in at around 5% on a four game slate. Like, let's be a little bit reasonable here. I think Edmonton 1 is very much in play uh, on this slate. If you want to go down to Edmonton 2, I don't have a real issue there, but I think I would rather try to take advantage of that Colorado penalty kill a little bit. So, you know, 
add in McDavid, take out Kane, or add in Drysaddle, take out Kane, something like that to you know double double up on McDavid. Drysaddle, I think, is fine. But at the very least, Edmonton won one of my favorite lines on this slate. On the Colorado side, it is the Colorado top line that I do like. But man, they're coming in with nearly forty percent ownership. Um, I don't like. It's certainly playable. Uh, they are arguably the best line on this entire slate. It's just that ownership is just absurd. Uh, like I just, I just find it to be like way out of control. So I think it would be a power play stack that I would go with. I would make sure I add Nazem Kadri to that Colorado stack. You know, I don't think you have to put in Kale McCarr, but like you can take out Nathan McKinnon and put in Kadri instead. Uh, you can take off uh, Miko Rantanen and put on Kadri instead. You can do things like that. So I think it would be some sort of Colorado power play stack that I would look towards here. Uh, you know, if you want to just even strength stack them, I'm not going to say no. They're both pretty good lines. Uh, not a bad matchup, especially with Mike, Mike Smith starting. But I think it's the power play stack that I like the best from Colorado, given that Edmonton's penalty kill is not good. And they're, they, they have the fourth most time shorthanded over the last six weeks. So that's where I am. Uh, Colorado power play, probably Edmonton won. Uh, on the blue lines, like Cody, C- I can't believe I'm saying this. Cody CC was up, has been up over 22 minutes of late. And, you know, if this is a high paced, high offense octane matchup, there could be a lot of block shots and shots on goal and things of that nature in him for here, uh, for him in this game. I would rather see him at like 2,700 than 3,100 on DraftKings, but I think 3,100 is just fine. Um, Devin Taves, 5,200, obviously perfectly fine uh, as a mid range defenseman. Otherwise, I'm just correlating. What do you think? Yeah, I agree with CC. You can, if you want the 2700 version of Cody CC, you could play Cowboy Chris Russell. Um, I don't know. Um, I think Nurse at 5600 is fine. Maybe Tyson Barry gets relegated to like Siberia before the game and Nurse gets some power play time, but I don't know. You know what's hilarious though? Kevin Weeks' tweets have been elite today. Just like I, I, I can't get enough about him tweeting in a different location basically every time he breaks trade it is some of the funniest like I, I don't know if he's like intentionally doing it to be funny but it is some of the funniest trade deadline stuff that i've seen uh in quite a bit um it looks like a bunch of writers just got got um by a fake account jack rosovic is not being traded to the vancouver canucks despite uh what you might be seeing uh on your timeline here today uh Montreal might be trading Jeff Petrie. That would certainly be interesting if they can actually pull that off. Uh, Here at Osmo.com, we have an Osmo Hall of Fame where we like to celebrate subscriber success. And if you'd like to get into the Osmo Hall of Fame and have a chance to win a free month of Osmo Plus Platinum, this is how you do it. You download the Osmo avatar from Osmo.com slash avatar and place in the top three of a contest with over 5,000 contestants. And then you tweet those wins into the Osmo Hoff account. That's Osmo H-O-F over on Twitter. You do all that, like I said, you can win a free month of Osmo Plus Platinum. Uh, we've had uh, some pretty uh, good days here over at Osmo. Obviously, uh, that Fantasy Hockey World Championship by the Daz last weekend. But our buddy, uh, Nolan Kelly, uh, works here at Osmo. He banked the Minimax college basketball done real well. Congrats. Uh, congrats to him. Bink first uh, in the Minimax. Congrats to Nolan Kelly. 
Um, I see uh, Nick Lepre uh, taking down third in UFC over the weekend uh, in his UFC contest. Congrats to him. Dave DeRimmer uh, seems like he's putting up a parlay almost every other night, a two-pick parlay over an NBA, hit it 5X. Good job for him. Scott Boney uh, taking down a lot over in the NBA, uh, $55 in entry fees, over 12K in hits. Uh, lots of single entry and, and three max stuff over on FanDuel. Congrats to Scott Boney. And finally, uh, Brendan from Buffalo taking down a four leg parlay as well. So whether uh, some parlays or some DFS hits, uh, really good stuff over the weekend uh, for college basketball and NBA. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right. I see you clapping. What happened, Josh? Rangers traded for Cop, and they're working on trading for te- uh, Tyler Mott. That would actually change their lineup quite a bit. Um, that would actually, like, give them a very playable third line with Philip Heedle. Uh, and whatever else uh, they decide to do with that third line. But um, Montreal just traded the Hamburglar to New Jersey. <laughs> okay. Schnarr. Uh, yeah, I, that just, I, I was surprised he was still on Montreal. Um, yeah, good trade, good pickup by the, uh, the Rangers of Andrew Cobb. I'd like to see how he does there. Uh, coming up after us, uh, Locks Before Lock, our NBA prop betting show, coming up at 4.30 Eastern with Eric and Ben, and they're going to be followed by the NBA double dose of the deeper dive and live before lock after that. So lots of NBA stuff uh, coming up after us. All right, Josh, let's get to this last game. We have Nashville with a 3.1 applied goal total. They're going into Anaheim. The Ducks have a 2.5 applied goal total. Um, the nice thing is, is we got uh, some sort of expectation of what we could see with Hambus Lindholm out of the Anaheim lineup, obviously he got traded over the weekend. He didn't play in their last game. They held him out uh, anticipating a trade in that game. Uh, Cam Fowler played over 25 minutes. Kevin Shattenkirk was up near 24. Andre Schuster over 20 minutes. What more than Jamie Drysdale. All right. Um, so there could be some uh, different guys getting some big minutes uh, for Anaheim here tonight. On the Nashville side, uh, just not a whole lot to speak of. Uh, we thought Philip Forsberg may be traded, but it doesn't look like he's going to be going anywhere. Uh, this looks like a mess on the Anaheim side because they, uh, Ricard Raquel uh, being held out, expected to be traded. Uh, they picked up Jerry Mayhew off waivers. In their last game, I believe in the second half of the game, they went to a line of Trevor Zegris, Troy Terry, and Derek Grant. 
which would leave them without a second line. Um, I don't know, man. Like we never get Anaheim lines. So if they do, if it's something different than Comtois, Henrique, and Terry, we are not going to know until warmups. I assume it does bother me a lot that they tr- that they went to different lines last game and stuck with different lines for the rest of the game. I really want to play Comtois, Troy, Terry, and Adam Henrique, but like I said, uh, could be pretty risky here tonight. What do you think of this game, Josh? Yeah, assuming Lundstrom doesn't get traded, which is a yeah, I, I guess we'll find out in the next 10, 15 minutes. Him, Sam Steele, and Vinny Letary are going to get that Nashville top line. And assuming Comtois, Henry, Terry are aligned, they're going to get second and third line matchups of Nashville, and they're fully correlated on the power play, and they're very cheap tonight, and they're coming with reasonable ownership. Like, they check all the boxes tonight. The problem is we just don't know if they're going to be aligned. But that is the line on the Ducks that I want to play. You know, they're, what, 10-5 on DraftKings to stack. They're fully correlated. We've talked ad nauseum about Nashville's penalty kill woes this season. They're going to avoid the top line. Now, that third line for Nashville has been pretty good, but they're league average defensively. So, I mean, I'm in on the Ducks' top line here, assuming they're together. We'll have to wait and see if Raquel gets traded. If he doesn't, he could be in the lineup tonight. We just we just don't know what's going on with the Ducks, and we won't know until 9.30 p.m. Eastern when they take the ice. So all I can do is make some assumptions that Comtois and Rick Terry can be together. So I'm in on that line. On the uh, national side, just like the national penalty kill is bad, the Ducks penalty kill is also bad. So I'm in on national one. Uh, could be another Yossi Knight. He's on pace for 100 points this season, which is the best since Buffalo coaching legend Phil Housley, who's also a pretty good defenseman. But um, yeah, so I'm in on Nashville one, Nashville power play. Even one-offing Yossi tonight, I think, is pretty cool. Um, that second line doesn't do too much for me. If you want to add in Granlin for a cheap guy on power play one, sure. But I'd, I'd much rather go to Nashville one, Nashville power play. Yeah. Um... Just want to say I'm looking at the Iceman, uh, Eric Stevens' timeline. He said it was a, an extremely optional skate this morning. So, yeah, we're not going to get any Anaheim updates until the game starts. And that is very frustrating because that uh, Terry, um, Henrique, and Comtois line had been very good of late. Uh, in 70 minutes in, in March together, in 70 minutes at 5-on-5, five five, 40 scoring chances per 60 minutes at 5-on-5, five five, like, they could be really, really good here. The problem is, is that Anaheim game is the last game of the night. Um, if there is some sort of line change, like you're completely toast, like you have to just squeeze in whatever you can actually afford. Um, so I do like Henrik, Terry, and Comtois as a line here tonight for Anaheim. It's just we don't know if they're actually going to be aligned. So it's, it's up to whether people want to risk it or not. This is a good line that would probably have a reasonably good matchup uh, against Nashville here tonight. It's just we don't know if they're going to be together. And, you know, if they, like I said, if they do change up, they're the last game of the slate. You'll just have to stuff in some line that, uh, that you can afford and not necessarily a, a really good one. So just beware with that. Other than that, like, I'd have no interest in Anaheim. Like, I, I can't see – unless it's like Milano, Zegris – uh, and Terry or something like that, I can't see them putting together a line that I would be interested in. So uh, that would basically be the only way I have interest in the Ducks forwards. On the Nashville side, really do like the top line here tonight. 
this team just lost their best defensive defenseman. Um, they're going to be without Ricard Raquel, who's one of their top wingers. They still have injuries like, you know, Ryan Getzlaff is still out of the lineup. Um, you talk about their penalty kill. The penalty kill definitely uh, bottom 10 in the NHL, uh, you know, nearly bottom 10 uh, by time shorthanded as well. Uh, that Nashville top line, all skates on the power play together. So, yeah, I do like Nashville one here in this game. Uh, Nashville two doesn't really interest me that much. Um, they're very slow pace. Only 19 scoring chances generated per 60 minutes uh, in the month of March. That's not very good. So I think if you want to go for some natural depth, it's back down to the third line, like a two man of Sisson's Janot, uh, Sisson's training, something like that. Uh, probably Janot. Janot's been playing more than Philip Forsberg of late. So, uh, or so, sorry, more than Ryan Johansson of late, about the same as Philip Forsberg. So, Again, if you want a two-man Sissons and Chanel or something like that, perfectly fine. But I do like Nashville one. On the Anaheim side, like I said, if we can get some Comtois-Henry-Terry confirmation, I would play that. Until then, uh, I would have to be out. Um, on the blue line, <laughs> I don't know what you want to do with Roman Yossi. I, like, he is eminently playable again here uh, tonight, I think. Uh, with Cam Fowler moving up to the top power play unit, probably playing like 25 minutes, I think he's – you know, now that they're pricing the Anaheim defenseman where they should be perfectly uh, fine with using Fowler for 3,500. What do you think? Yeah. I don't know why people are so mad about Roman Yossi being, you know, 20% at 8,200. A few years ago, we were playing prime Brett Burns at like 8,800 and he was like 30% owned. So like, yeah, Yossi's more than fine here. And I agree with you on Fowler or Shattenkirk. Drysdale's under 3K, but I'd rather just play Fowler, Shattenkirk or punt with Andre Schuster I don't know I I can't imagine that he's going to get you know 20 or 21 minutes again here tonight but I have been surprised before Rangers, all right Rangers just traded for Tyler Mott for a fourth rounder that's not bad that's some good depth uh for a playoff run uh we do got to get out of here though Josh uh got to go watch uh some other trades trickle in here tonight um whoa <laughs> The Canes decide Cocteyami to an eight-year extension. Oh, yeah. That would have been rumored for a while now, though. Yeah. It's like four wow. five million a season or something like that. Yeah. Kevin Weeks is in the bathroom breaking it with a cone on his head or something. I don't know. <laughs> um, all right, Josh. I'm going to ask you for your hat trick picks and your goalies here for tonight. Um, I had Troy Terry written down, but, you know, again, if we don't know what line he's going to be on, it's kind of tough to pick him as a hat trick pick here tonight. So, I'll play it a little bit safer and go with Ryan Hartman. Uh, my goalies, Cam Talbot, John Gibson, uh, Jake Allen, if you really need to save some money. What do you think? Yeah, I like Jake Allen as a cheap option. Talbot makes some sense. I don't know. Yeah, Gibson, if you want to spend up, I think Swayman's the option. Uh, my hat trick pick is going to be Connor McDavid. Let's go. All right. I like it. Let's just cut the crap and get right to it. Connor McDavid and Ryan Hartman, uh, your hat trick picks for tonight. I'm also going to say possibly Troy Terry, uh, assuming that they don't nuke their lineup. All right. We are out of here. Uh, good luck tonight, everybody. Enjoy the rest of trade deadline day. Uh, we will be back uh, with a show tomorrow. Uh, until then, for producer Mike, for our single entry assassin, Mr. Joshua Harris, I'm Michael Clifford saying, I'm going to miss you, Arturi Lekkonen. <laughs> You stay classy.
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.